Oh my God, welcome to this episode of the podcast, you little apple inhalers. Guys, big old bite. Guess what's up? This episode of the podcast is now sponsored. Guess who it's sponsored by? Sorry, chewing in the beginning of my podcast. I know, devastating. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by none other than the ASC, guys, Action Sports Community. Me and Patty Boy started this brand last year, and this season we're dumping a lot into it. We sponsored a couple athletes and stuff like that. And basically our whole goal behind it is to be able to give back to other action sports athletes, provide opportunities for them because it's expensive in this sport and stuff like that, and a lot of people don't have opportunities or just the money to chase their dreams in it. So our main goal is to be able to provide opportunities for people like that that are you know, they're, they're giving it all they got, but they just don't have the opportunities that other people have. And then our second goal is to put out some fucking insane content and put on the bat, the, the baddest events anybody's ever seen. The sickest stuff ever, pit bike races in a carnival, you know, anything we can think of. And we probably, like, as you guys know, we have some insane, insane, insane ideas. So with that being said, um, the ASC brought to you by... This is the new brand of the podcast. It's the ASC Podcast, banged up with Bruce Oldham. Stoked to have you guys on here. Stoked to have you guys in this episode. As of tomorrow, guys, we're dropping the summer collection. Whole new collection of stuff. Insane. I'm super stoked on that. And the summer collection, in the summer collection, guys, every order through the summer collection, you guys get a mystery item that's literally anywhere from $15 to $30. So get extra $15 to $30 product. And guys, trust me, I made them myself. I came up with it myself. You're going to like the mystery item. It's it's badass and also um for the pre-sales that we're doing starting friday so today if you guys are listening to this podcast all the sc classics the one i'm wearing now all the stuff you guys have seen me wear the hats the toques all that stuff is 20 percent off as well only for the pre-sale friday probably through for a week so keep that in mind guys and enjoy this episode of the podcast it's super super dope and yeah listen to me and patty rage our spears good convos good talks good times baby see you in the next episode i got some big guests coming for you guys by the way, if you're listening to this right now, we got Bella Bacon, Steve Steep coming on the podcast. Already filmed. I just have to edit them and upload them. Look forward to that in the next couple weeks. I think Goo's coming on soon too. Little Goo Goo. So I'm stoked on that. Guys, many more podcasts to come. I'll see you guys in the future. I'm out. Deuces. Welcome, creatures of all shapes and sizes, to Banged Up with Bruce Oldham, a.k.a. The Kid. This is an action sports podcast, the likes of which the world may never have seen before and may never see again. I hope you guys enjoy. I even went grocery shopping. I haven't been grocery shopping in a while. I don't do any shopping. Nice. I'm waving my hand, so. You can eat cookies. Eating cookies. Oh my god. Dude, I got tossed today a couple times. Yeah? What? I actually did hit the kids jump first lap I rolled through the park right first lap <laughs> of the day you know Mikel Kingsbury <clears throat> of course the OG mogul god himself uh, he comes up and apparently he knows who I am he's like hey Bruce how's it going I'm like hey dude <laughs> first lap I haven't warmed up it's like 10 I uh, hit a fat 180 right on the first jump come cruising into the second jump Turns out at 10, it gets really, really slushy now without uh, me noting that. Fat switch cork three, right to the knuckle, the switch backy. And uh, there was no ride out of that. <laughs> just got tossed. No ride out? You didn't, you didn't, no, I, like, you didn't pull the backy to feed, eh? No, I did like a switch backy to my stomach. I didn't make it around. Pat's American sausages. Pat, when he eats, he puts like a huge plate, gets sauce on it, and puts as much sauce as possible on it. Don't know if you guys can see it in the vlog right now or in the podcast. Yeah, look at that. So much sauce. Just the most disgusting contraption of sauce ever. Um, but he's just mowing hot dogs or sausages on the podcast, but that's okay. It's his dinner time. It looks good. He was shirt cocking it earlier, but uh, his girlfriend made him put on pants, which is kind of disappointing to be honest, but... <laughs> um, I mean, it is what it is. It's good to see you again. We were talking about, uh, I just catching up talking about some shit, but me and Patty are going on the West Coast Trail very, very soon. For those of you guys who don't know who that is, uh, Pat, you want to explain what it is? Because I can't remember. I'm half I don't know, I don't really know. It's a trail on the coast and 70-something kilometers. 70-something kilometers but trail on the coast. I do know. It's a lot of up and down stuff. So, like, there's a lot of bridges and ladders and sorts of kind of contraptions and stuff. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, See? You, no, so, like, 70K, we could do that in, like, two days. But 
if it was flat, but the amount of up and down stuff is just not practical. Yeah, it's like a six-day hike, and turns out his girlfriend, Kat, um, that had that got ran over by an Indian dude last time I was there with her and got hurt, and we had to take her to the hospital. She also has a, she has a, a is it confirmed ACL goneness or has, not confirmed? She has an MRI. They kind of like dipped around. Like she had, she went and got a saw a doctor in January and then got X-rays and stuff in Vancouver. Mm-hmm. And then was supposed to have an MRI appointment June 9th. And then it turns out they didn't actually book an MRI and that those X-rays weren't valid. She had spent all this time since January just wasting her time. And then went in today and got an X-ray, and the doctor thinks there's no ACL. So. Well, that's absolutely pleasant. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, so we were supposed to go hiking the trail with her, her two friends, two two friends, and then me and Patty, which sounds yeah. like a good time for me um, and everybody I'm, else involved. I'm getting texts. It's 90 plus kilometers because we don't start at the start point. Oh, is Kat in the other room day. listening to the podcast? If she wants to come in, yeah. she can come in. I don't care. Kat, you're more than welcome to show your pretty face on the podcast. She has to take a 12K to get to the trailhead, apparently. Okay, so it's like 90K. So we got we got a big unit out of us. Either way, the moral of the story is me and Pat are not planners. We are not thinkers. We don't actually figure most things out until we're midway through it. So if Kat ends up being missing from this hike, I guarantee something probably catastrophic is going to happen. That's for beginners. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> <laughs> did I did I tell you about the kids uh, that I'm living with? So, yeah, they've been putting food outside. <laughs> so the one kid saw wolves outside and he loves wolves one day. So he's been uh, taking the leftover meat and stuff from all the dinners and putting it outside the front door of our condo. And there was a bear outside there the other morning, at, like bright and early in the morning. And he, dude, he, he went out after the bear. And what was he gonna do? Fight the bear? I don't know. Should I was having I was having cereal, and Lisa's like, "Has Ely came back in a bit?" I'm like, "Where where did he go?" And she's like. Oh, he went to go take a picture of the bear up close. I'm like, <laughs> that's just so stupid. I like run outside. <laughs> yeah, just try to get a nice face shot of the bear. I guess I don't know. I don't work here, dude. You should see it in. Actually, guess where I'm recording this podcast live from. The laundromat. No, <laughs> the squash court. The, the sky view of the squash court. I'm in the basement. Is that where you saw the disappointing scenes from last night? Yeah, the disappointing scenes. Yeah. Dude, look at the transitions. You're getting good at this podcasting thing, man. Uh, we are not an action. We are an action sports podcast. Um, I think I classify uh, fighting as action sports. I don't know. It's like kind of in a genre of its own, but it's kind of the most combat sports. It's its own thing. Yeah, but it's kind of very action sportsy, and the fact that it's gnarly as fuck. Uh, anyways, uh, UFC 262. There's a lot of consequences. Someone broke his humerus last night. Dude, that was like gnarly, Pat. Well, the last two fights have been substantial bone fracture injuries. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, dude. Well, the last top fight we watched with Chris Weidman where he kicked the dude. In yeah, the last two cards. Yeah, he fucking whacked his leg. He wrapped his leg around it. I'm a, I'm a pretty big MMA fan. Pat's getting into it. His brother's pretty big into it. But we've been watching the fights. Last night, Pat was FaceTiming me while the fights were going on because I was running uh, around trying to go into the laundry room to find good enough Wi-Fi to watch them. Anyways, uh, Jacare got his arm snippety snapped. Me and Pat, we're, uh, we're, dude, that is a hot, hot dog. You, when you deep throw that, that's nice. We should have a podcast where we just eat food sexually for like <laughs> just once a year. Just eat food sexually on the podcast, a little ASMR. Christmas special. Christmas special with Pat and Bruce. We just shove things down our throat. Um, anyways. Off, to- off topic, um, UFC 256. Me and Patty were both cheering for Ferguson. We wanted him to make a comeback. However, I wasn't too sure if it was going to happen. He got his, he got dominated, to be honest. I honestly did not like that fight. I understand that it's very talented and skillfully, but I hate watching just, like... Dude, just ground fights. Ground control stuff sucks. It does. And, like, even if you know, like, even for me, I know what I'm... Like, I kind of... I have a good understanding of grappling, and I kind of... I, I understand what's going on, but it's just, like... It's just not as interesting, like... Obviously, no. people want to see people get knocked out. Uh, Benil Dariush literally just, I mean, he dominated them pretty much the whole time. Had him in a heel hook. Tony didn't tap. Definitely yeah. fucked something in his knee. Yeah, yeah. Is that anything else? Uh, I don't know. The Benil did the interview after, and he said, like, he felt it all pop. And then he's, Tony just, like, felt yeah. yeah. And then he felt, t- then Tony just started kicking him, and he's, like, and they got out of it. But, yeah, sucks for Tony. I don't know what's going to happen with him. Then Big Patty was, you were hard on the Chandler train last night. I mean, I was too, but. I want them to come in and just do two fights and win. 
I mean, he dominated the first round, and it was like so fast in the second round. Dude, he got his back taken in the beginning. I thought he was going to be pretty fucked out of the first round, but then he got out of it, and then he just plowed him. I thought it was over. I did. I don't know that much about him, but like I know more about like how good Charles grappling stuff is. And I was like, the strength of him to just kind of like pull his hands off and like he does the stand up and jump thing. Dude, dude when he back slammed him. <laughs> no, it didn't help at all, but it was pure gold, dude. He just jumped. I think I was like, hey, he didn't gain anything from this, but I mean, I like it. Just stood up and just... You know those dudes dive people do off the big cliffs, like where they stomach drop off like 60 feet? It's kind of like that with a dude on your back onto the <laughs> canvas. It was pretty sick. But dude, yeah, he got caught real clean and just... Pff, out. Glass chained him. Yeah. I mean, Charles is a pretty sick fighter, but... Yeah. Yeah. Like like we were talking, it'd be pretty funny to watch somebody come in straight from Bellator and just take the take the UFC <laughs> crown. Guess we gotta see what happens with the McGregor fights coming up next. I mean, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I have to look. It's uh, July something. I think July fifteenth. So it's not far away by any means. Con. Big Con Daddy makes a makes a comeback or okay. or falls off the train. We don't know. Um, yeah. Oh, so that fighting best two out of three. Yeah, he won the first one a while back. Obviously, Poirier yeah. won the last one, and then we're going on from there. Um, yeah, guys, we're going to keep reporting on MMA every once in a while just because it's interesting. I think it's interesting. Pat uh, clearly likes watching people get their humorous and snapped. And, yeah. No, I mean, the humorous one wasn't <laughs> as good. I, I, I don't know. As I got more into it, like I said, I understand the technicality of the ground stuff, and I like some ground stuff. Like three straight rounds of just some guy controlling somebody. Dude. Like, okay, just, just tap him out or stand up and fight. Come on. It's like playing Fortnite. We keep building and building and building. It's like, all right, at some point here, we're going to have to fight. At some point, man, you got to stop fucking building. I yeah. can't shoot you. You can't shoot me. Come on. Um, yeah. Did you watch the two Chikes fight before? I did. I watched that fight. I was like, uh. To be honest, I actually went shit during that fight. I watched the first round, and then I was like, I don't need to watch the rest and poop. When I said I watched it, it was on. Um, there yeah. wasn't anything really gnarly going on. And it's it was not, not in a Nunez fight. It's <laughs> past a big Nunez fan. He loves when Nunez just claps other girls' cheeks, which he tends to do quite often. Um, yeah, honestly, like, most girls' fights, like, not that I'm saying, like, I don't like watching them. I, like, will love watching Valentina Shevchenko. There's a couple gir- uh, girl fighters that I really find entertaining. But there's a majority of them that just, it's just not the same level of fighting. And goes the same for men as well. Like, there's just some of them where it's, like, hey, like, there's there's grapplers that are, like, even, even interesting grapplers. Like, even Khabib, I find when he grapples, it's interesting. But because um, he's, he's always... Uh, always pressuring and always throwing strikes but um even some of these like some of the men some of the girls but they just stand up and uh stand up and just trade like shots like once every minute and it's just a little too like uh sparring ish not just pure violence there was one fight that um what was the fight where the dude just ran at the guy they just ran at each other right in the beginning it was over so fast fuck and then there was the hurricane chain uh why am i forgetting his name Shane Burgos, Burgos versus Barboza. Pat's like this one's straight out of Pirates of the Caribbean. He was all gassed Barbosa up. Has I called him Burger. <laughs> Burgers, Burgers, and Barboza take to the stands. Dude, Dude, that one was ridiculous. The amount of time I remember, I took the Snapchat and I saved it. Like the delay when he got clipped and he just got hit, and he's like, "All right, I got this. I got this. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, I got this." And then he, then and he, he just. Teeters back in KOs. Yeah, that was the weirdest KO I've ever seen. I've never seen somebody get hit like that and delayed KO. Like, but they, the thing is, you didn't really watch that fight from the get-go, right? Because your internet was kind of out? No, I was trying to find the the laundromat. I watched the last round where he got knocked out, though. Like, a few seconds in, like, it started. And he had his foot hard planted, and Barboza was landing, like, really aggressive leg kicks. So, like, all of the first round, like, the fact... I guess he just got clipped and his legs were just rubbered at that point. There was no way he was going to be able to balance. <laughs> Dude, you, was that the second round or the third round? I think it was the third, right? I think it was the third, yeah. I think. I don't Either, remember. Right? Those boys but, went... Yeah, it was, it was wild, the fact that it was... Yeah, Those boys went to war. 
And the Chandler versus Oliveira fight was pretty good, too. It was an aggressive fight for how long it lasted. I wanted it to last even more rounds just because I wanted to see a little bit more fighting at the main card, but that's just me because I went all the way to the squash courts where I am now to watch it. And I was like, man, it better be, like, a little bit longer than if Mike Chandler comes out in 30-second KOs and, like, he did Dan Hooker, but that and didn't how happen. how far is the squash cards court? It's literally, uh, it's, like, probably like 300 feet away but then i could go into the hotel sneak in because i'm not supposed to be here after hours and then come down here and i've got my own little pad by the laundry room that nobody comes and bothers me hey. yeah it's kind of kind of pimping yeah honestly like i was gonna do the podcast at that place but the wi-fi isn't as good we you might your fit, beautiful face might have been fuzzy and uh also <laughs> i had little kids bothering me the entire time so i didn't want that Dude, they, they Pat knows about this, but the other night they HDMI TikTok videos to uh, the TV and we're blasting it full blast. While I was trying to edit videos. I, I almost poured uh, coffee in my eyes, but it was all good. It is what it is, dude. We're gonna get this po- podcast out, then it's coming along very, very nicely. Actually, get. Why don't you get Mikkel Kingsbury on the podcast? Dude, I should, man. I don't know how good his English is. It seemed pretty good. You were talking to him. I have no clue what to talk to him about. How do those bumps feel in your knees, mate? <laughs> Pretty shitty, I bet. He's one of the most accomplished action sports athletes. I don't know if like I count moguls as an action sport boss. No, let's refresh this. Uh, He's oh. one of the most accomplished mogul athletes, if not the most accomplished mogul athlete. He is the most he accomplished. He definitely probably has a lot athlete. of interesting stuff to talk about in terms of like, I even remember going to Momentum in 2014. He's like, yeah, let me just swap a single cork 21 off of this. <laughs> double whatever the bristle jump you want to call it it's not really a mogul it's like a build a block kind of takeoff off of like a 30 foot cliff they're like alright we'll come in here make it around however high and then we'll just start building blocks on top and then make a transition oh it's the most ratchet ramp ever the water ramp yeah, yeah the water west. ramp is 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 pretty ratchet at west no it'd be no like, I was like there 2014 yeah and he was whipping stuff like he, maybe he would be he would be such a sick person to have on the podcast but uh yeah. i mean i don't know him very well but i i mean i can always always make it happen i'm not somebody who uh i mean i'm pretty outgoing when i want to be but like sometimes really, you're really close people. with aline goo and you're gonna ask her to come on the podcast <laughs> i already asked aline goo to come on she actually aline if you're listening to this podcast i'm sorry she slid into my dms to say congrats on my big run and i thought that was pretty cool of her you know what run uh the 50k i did the other day did we oh. talk about that in the in the last podcast? No, we didn't talk. Was that after or before? I can't. I, I think it was after. Um, Rebel Wings for Life run. They have uh, every year they do Wings for Life. Dude, yeah, oh, we so could talk. Ago. Yeah, I don't think we. No, we didn't. We, we didn't talk about, about this. Anyways, we <laughs> dude, as you're just plowing sausages down your throat in the podcast. One, third one. Oh man, how many are you gonna eat? Three. I have my vegetables. I got vegetables. Very nice. Anyways, uh, yeah, so Rebel Wings for Life, they do uh, run every year in um, support for spinal cord research, and I signed up for it. Big Patty Boy signed up for it. Patty Boy's been doing a little bit of running lately, but he, he put you put on a pace there, sir. You you put on a goddamn pace, and since we're out in well, D.C. I, I, I picked a route with a lot of descending. That's probably a smart thing to do. I See, I didn't think it through like that, but. It was also, as you know, it was early, mm-hmm. but it was, I don't know. Got a good sleep. Was ready for. Yeah. No. Like. So when. Honestly, sorry, to be honest, shit. I think that the downhill mountain biking has been incredibly good for the cardio. Yeah. Not so much the downhill, more the trying to pedal a downhill bike uphill. Yeah. Is really aggressive. Because <laughs> Pat bought a downhill mountain bike, but all the trails are there are not. I'm not a lift getting lifted. It's all like I went to Woodlot and it's got a. I don't know. Probably close to 4k bike up per run. And it is like an aggressive amount of incline, like probably 500 meters. And on a downhill bike, like the lowest gear is not that low. Like it is not great. No, not at all. Yeah, anyways, the run started at 4 in the morning for Pat, 5 in the morning for me. Pat hit 21K. Um, 21 point, yeah, so. 20, I was going to do 15, but I took a wrong turn, and I did not <laughs> really calculate the implications and I ended up 15 like a ways from home I was like oh okay well I may as well just keep running and uh yeah yeah ran until he had to take a big old deuce and then th- and the catcher car caught up to him but I think Pat put on I the fastest hit I hit end to be to, I was like I got to go I was like I'm gonna just call her 
Fair enough, dude. Point, you, dude. Your pace was pretty insane. You did it in like four, like a four minute and something pace. It was like four <laughs> minutes and like 10 seconds or 30 seconds or something ridiculous like that. Four, 440, I think. Or 440? 440, yeah. It's a fast pace, man. Like you did 20K in yeah, a good time. 440, that was what my What was your time? Thing. Yeah, 20K in an hour and 20 minutes. That's pretty good, dude. That's very good. Yeah, especially since you don't, aren't really a runner. And uh, myself, I, I used to be. Yeah, I used to be, but now you have fucking three ACL surgeries and knees that don't get used for running much. Anyways, yeah, so I set off to do 50K. I did 50K. Um, it was a pretty decent track. At, like, 20 kilometers, I did the same thing as Pat. I took a huge morning coffee deuce, so that took three minutes off my time for sure. <laughs> and then I trekked myself to 50K. I got lost a couple times, ended up on some native burial grounds. Uh, did, really? you, did I tell you about that? Uh-uh. Oh, dude, so I I was coming back, so I ran 20K, right? And then I ran, um, and then I started running. I ran to that one side of BAMP from the other side. Then I started taking a loop road around the mountain, like up into the mountain. And then I found these, like, old, like these trails, like just walk hiking trails, mountain biking trails and stuff. And I started just trudging my way along those, right? Just just charging them because you get bored of running on the road. You don't want to do that forever, uh, especially when you're doing 50K. Like, otherwise, you're just going to blow your brains out running on the road. Um and then, yeah, so I started following these trails, and I felt, kept following the trails until I literally got, I just got lost. And uh, I went down this huge hill on, like, a dirt road and, like, for, like, went down it for, like, 4 or 5K. And then uh, ended up at the bottom of the road, and I thought it was pretty close to where my house was because I needed to get water. I hadn't had water in, like, 30K because I left the water at the house. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> and I found this little trail. I'm like, this is the, going in the right direction of the house. I have, this is going to be it. This is perfect. Because they have like little horse trails that go from place to place too as well. So yep. I'm running along this, um, and I just stumble across this native burial site, <laughs> and uh, it was a dead end. And then I had to run all the way back up this hill 5K, and I was pretty pissed off. What I was, was at like 35K. I, I, I should have put it on Strava. I, I didn't know. For some reason, I thought that the Red Bull run was connected to Strava. I thought it was too, and I think it is, but run. I'm not sure. I don't know. It didn't record my run. Either way, and I was kind of pissed because I wanted to know what my elevation change was. Yeah, but I didn't get. So I don't know if you noticed what yours was. Like, I do can, you have a lot of incline though on your runner? A decent amount, but not not yeah. insane, insane. I could look at it um, after the podcast, and I'll let you know. The funny thing is, you know how um you, people can donate for how many kilometers you run? Yeah. So Bonnie donated for how many kilometers I run? In euros. <laughs> no, not in euros. Um, but apparently, after the catcher car catches you, so I after the catcher car cal- caught me, right? At, You're like, out at, at 18, 19K. Yeah, but I didn't turn that app off, so it kept counting my kilometers. So it, so it built it for the 50K because, like, it didn't shut off on the app. Like, like technically, I, the ca- car caught up to me, but it still counted every kilometer I did after the car caught up to me somehow. So she got, she's, I forget how much money she did per kilometer, but she, instead of doing, like, 20, she got, like, 50K worth. Uh, <laughs> so that was a that was a time. Yeah, Eileen Gu DM'd me, and she was asking me what my, like, training st- strategies and stuff were, and I was like, um, I, I it was, like, a week before, <laughs> it was a week before it, and I just started running, like, as much as I could before because uh, I was not prepared at all. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Oh, oh, Megan's back on snow, eh? <clears throat> been skiing laps with Big Meg, huh? Wag Chipper. Big been skiing laps with Megan. She's been on. She's on snow now. Done she two days. Kind yeah. chill or what? She's allowed to hit boxes now. She hit some boxes and did some front twos today. <sighs> Dude, guess what I did today? <clears throat> guess what trick? Mini jump. Yeah. Mini jump. Taking off switch. Landing forward. Switch brain. Yes. <laughs> I'll send you the video. It went so wrong. Dude, I almost smoked my head off the takeoff. It was bad. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I got I actually got after today, sent it pretty good. It was fun. Um dude, it's pretty Banff is really sick actually, like just in terms of Sunshine Village. But the, yeah, it's just like I got up there at like ten thirty today, and it was everything was just soup already. Like it was just super, super sloshy. I mean, it, it was twenty six degrees here. It is May sixteenth. Yeah, it, I mean, this is the latest I've ever skied, skied any season ever. I mean, it's not bad. Like, I don't know how the park is there, but I mean, 
The Bark Super Mini. Running, it would have been better, but with Bliss being close, this is probably the best place you're gonna be. Yeah, this park is like smaller than the junkyard, but then they have the huge park they built for all the Olympic team athletes, like the Nat team and stuff to uh, to train up on. And I was looking at some of the videos. I think it was one in particular, Mac Moffat posted yeah, with did, Dub fourteen. Yep. The landing looks really short on it, that first It is jump. super like, short on, bo- on both jumps. Did I tell you what happened to Nick, the guy that was living with me? The snowboarder? He, 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 I think he said, oh, he was the first one to hit and he overshot it. Yeah, so, there, so the, the one video Max did his dub 14 on was on the small side. The big side is bigger, but the landing's still the same and still a short. Is there like is there any videos? Because I've been kind of seeing there's stuff. A, there's a video of him overshooting it. I don't know who has it. I can maybe ask him and he can send it to me. I don't think he wants people to see it as bad as much because it's pretty gnarly. But he did like literally. I was explaining to you. Yeah, we talked about this, and he like almost did exactly what you did. Caught like yeah. the spoon, um, full ACL. First one to try to hit it. So, yeah, the landing is short. Very. How short. much? So yeah, because that video that Max posted. Yeah. Was um that was on the small line you're saying? Yeah, that was on the well, the jumps are just side by side, but like you know they have a sidecar for the women's. It's the same yeah. thing, but that's just what they've been doing with the with the Oh, so he's just that was on the sidecar? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just sidecar. And there's two jumps in a row, eh? Yeah, the second jump's even smaller and the speed looks like it's pretty hard for it. I was gonna ask if I could hit them with the boys, but Honestly, man, I, I don't know. I'm just kind of oh. clocked out for the season. I just want to ski and have fun with my friends. I've worked, like, trained so hard this year. I'm just, I, I don't know. I'm just kind of down just to enjoy it. And fair, get the fair. last, like, four or five days out of the way. And then go home and enjoy some summer and get to back to maximizing MMA. <laughs> podcasting and YouTube and stuff and get all that good shit on. Um, somebody, here we go. I'm, your thing's blocking his name. Mike Wirononi was listening to the last episode of the podcast. I know I butchered his name. And uh, one sec, I'll pull it back up. And he's just saying, because we were talking about um, how the NAT team didn't bring anybody on this year, right? All that stuff, yep. whatever. Um, and he said, listen to your podcast. Don't give up on your ski dreams because you didn't reach your goals as early as you wanted. You demonstrated athletic ability, drive to achieve, and the ability to find resources you need. Just keep chopping wood. The biggest trees eventually fall. I thought that was pretty cool. Thank you, bud, for your uh, DM. The biggest nice. trees eventually Keep fall, and I'm going to fell some big-ass trees. Keep wailing that axe hammer. <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing about my axe is it's located in my pants. <laughs> but I'm going to keep wailing with it. Uh, man, I'm really messing up the screen recording here. Keep wailing your meat axe. <laughs> <laughs> your meat axe. <laughs> oh, my God, that reminds me. Okay, so we had uh, me and Pat. We're coming up with the spring ASC collection. Guys, DM me if you guys have any ideas for uh, things you want us to put in the ASC spring collection. Um, or leave a review on the podcast and I'll look at them. But uh, we were thinking of a couple of T-shirts, a headband, some shorts, and some sandals. But upon the sandals, we had decided we had decided to make a unique tread. But we need your input. The tread on the bottom of the sandals is going to be uh, in the shape of uh, what? Well, we gotta we gotta put a pole up and see what people want. Yeah, exactly. We go voodoo clam. We can kick it voodoo clam style. We like just a, cl- a crab or something with his. <laughs> <laughs> a crab with two clams, two attributes, and his gus claws. <laughs> Uh, anyways, no, we were going to put penis treads on the bottom of the sandals, but we were what thinking... What if we get your left sandal as that, and then your right sandal as the voodoo crafts? <laughs> <laughs> so the right right sandals, right sandals a hammer, and the left sandals a clam. Yeah. The, the hammer and clam sandal combo would be pretty fire. The hand clam. The hand, <laughs> the hand clam. Uh, but we are no, coming... We're making 12 sizes and one, no, we're making 12, one in each size from one to 12. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, but uh, the, the treads on the sandals can either be a bunch of mini hammers or a big hammer, or they could just be a bunch of clams. I'll let you guys leave your reviews <laughs> down below. Let us know what you think about what treads we should put on the sandals. We, yeah. we have some good ideas. I was, uh, oh yeah, you are finally opening up about your feelings, Kat was telling me the other day. Oh, that's funny. Did you guys have a little therapy session or what? No, not really. Hang on just a second. I have to put this in my way. Yeah, no worries. The podcast cam is doing good. It hasn't died yet. Oh, sorry, I heard back. <laughs> yeah, um, no, Kat was telling me you, uh, you were open up about your feelings. Pat's not a very uh, feeling open up guy. He doesn't even let me cuddle with him when he's at home with me, which is kind of disappointing. So... <laughs> 
<laughs> the fact he's opening up to his girlfriend is pretty impressive. Uh, yeah. I remember there was a time when I moved into your house for the summer, and we just slept in the same bed for, like, a month <laughs> because this couch was so shit. What summer that was, was that? That was, like, the first summer. Oh, when we were in the, the cottage? Before the cottage. Like, we were in your house before oh. we went out to the cottage. And I was, like, either on the... The shitty black couch that you had. Yes, in the basement. Yeah. <laughs> or no, you're cuddling, cuddling with me. And then we had bunk beds. And by bunk beds, we had two single mattresses on the floor in a room together. Then we got bunk beds. <laughs> then we did get bunk beds. We did upgrade to bunk beds eventually. That was wild. We had the whole cottage to ourselves, yet we just decided to sleep on the floor. <laughs> in single beds in the same room. <laughs> There's three other rooms. Oh, my God. We threw a couple we, ragers that year. And we went cliff we jumping. Should, and we would play Fortnite. Because we had good internet, not knowing that your parents were getting slapped with, like, $300 a month internet. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, because it wasn't unlimited internet out there. And, uh, man, yeah, we did some fun-ass stuff there. That was awesome. We got to do another season there. I'm actually uh, replacing Pat's bed at the Casa de Bonny. It's going to feel lonely with just a normal family there. We need another person for the hostel. So, um, I, one sec. I got to turn the camera back on. She died. She croaked. Your camera's run its course, eh? Yeah, it, after 30 seconds, it takes a little dive, and then I got to turn it back on, and we're good. Yeah, anyways, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, we're looking to replace your spot in the at B- Casa de Bonnie this year. I'm thinking I'm going to invite Jack to come stay a couple nights, and like stay a couple nights, move in for the summer. <laughs> Bonnie's going to feel like she's going to feel alone with no one else there to live in the, in the hostel. I got a memory from last year this time. We were building a rock wall. Oh, yeah. We put a big foam mattress outside the rock wall, and, like, my little brother climbed up, like, 30 feet while he was home alone on this rock wall. One year ago today. Yeah, one year ago today we were building the building the backyard setup. Dude, I look cooked in that. The ramp upgrade. Yes, we ran out of M snow and had to do multiple ramp up grades till it finally worked. Tore it apart. No, I guess it was yesterday. I got a memory of you driving that like little like one point eight ton excavator, like the little thing. Yeah. And we had that rock, and it was like we had a. It wouldn't even hold it between the bucket and the blade, and the excavator was, and we had, it was just way. Dude, we were just trying to pick up the biggest possible rock we could find. Building Bonnie. We had the smallest excavator we could get, and we were like, Dude, yeah, we can make this that was work, the no That was problem. the start of my uh, property maintenance company right there. Me and Pat did some backyard additioning for Bonnie, and then I fired up a property maintenance company for the summer. That was Where fun. Where the inspiration came from. Oh, look at that technique on the kid, man. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> wheeling that rock around. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's some good shit. That was building the rock wall. Dude, yeah, good memories. We have to do some stuff this summer. This is before we built the thing. The uh... oh yeah, we built it. We got bored one day, and we built the impromptu. Uh... Is that Dalbaki? That was sketchy. Yeah, you missed the mat. Someone yeah. threw the mat the wrong <laughs> We we built an impromptu tree fort ish thing, like yeah, twenty feet above the trampoline. Permanently there, tarnishing the look of Bonnie's yard. Yeah, it's a nice neighborhood with like the world's most shit. Uh, to tree stand slash tree fort that me and Pat whipped together in it an hour to do a board. Code. It is We used like two and a half inch decking screws to go through. Dude, it's it barely is, into the bark. No, it's not. It's not even through the bark. It's, it's through like the engine, whatever, decking, and it's right into the bark. Yeah. It's like. And every time you pull on it, it like. Turns, and then it yeah, turns, the, the and steps, the, 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 the steps wiggle every single time you grab onto it. It is not not safe. I was listening to um, Kevin Gates out the mud on the way to the ski hill today, and it reminded me of the tour and Yader Wallace podca- or, uh, podcast um, edit he made that one year. Oh, I fucking missed that kid on skis, man. I want to see more content out of him. What happened to him? I was gonna ask you the same thing. You you used to be a big Torn Yader Wallace dick rider at one point, so I was a. Uh, I was at, just wondering if you knew. I'm, I'm I mean, you got hurt at Dutour, country, though. You got sure. hurt at Dutour, and then he kind of did a bit of backcountry. Yeah, I'm pretty sure, well, yeah, he made a, there's a whole movie, I think it was called Deviate or something with Jossie Wells. Yeah. Like, did you not watch that one? 
I did watch that one. That was pretty good. Um, and then I think he had his screws removed from his due to her accident. Mm-hmm. When he broke both his heels. Other than that, I think he's mainly just been filming backcountry. I mean, it is what it That's is. About it. I did. I missed that guy in skis. Yeah. That that was gonna. That was my part of my question. Actually, was uh, you know, he did like a big season project, and like a lot of athletes used to do big season projects. And at the end of the year, even like pretty much every athlete coming up, like we did all as kids, would save all of our clips for a big season, like end of season project. Um, you think that's dead? I feel like that era is kind of dead. Like I don't, you don't see that anymore. I feel like all the clips are leaked to Instagram or something like that before. Like nobody saves clips, nobody saves anything just for a season edit, and nobody really puts hard. out a big like, project at the end of the year. Probably 2017, 18, like that era, mm-hmm. or 18, 19, or something. I made a, an edit, and I like genuinely didn't post anything. Is it on YouTube still? That I used in the edit. Yeah. Okay, we'll link it below in the podcast just so people can see Pat swing his meat hammer. <laughs> but I remember, like, I, I posted an Instagram video, um, and it was weird because it did, like, it got more the more views and likes of the videos that I posted. But me, knowing that I didn't want to post any of my good content, just posted all the shit stuff I had, and it got, like, one of the most amount of views. Oh, I remember that one. <laughs> I remember that, yeah. Uh, it, was, it was some throwaway clips, and it was just like, yeah, like yeah. not everything was just useless. Like, did a switch. I did a, was supposed to do a super fit, and there's kids on the landing, so I stopped. I was like, what the heck? The kid broke his collarbone because he yeeted himself off the cannon into somebody else. Oh, uh, yeeted his. <laughs> dude, I've been loving the word yeeted lately. That has been on my list. No. I was I was listening to uh, a podcast, two planker podcast. Um, it's by another skier. And he was interviewing this guy Twigs, who's like the runs new scores and does all the content and posts like everything for them. He basically runs new scores right now, and uh, they're talking about um, like the kind of uh, like the kind of skiers that are coming up and what they want to see, like or like what kind of skiers you want to see like coming up in the industry. And they're talking about um, how uh, how like the core core skiers like. Um, there's not that many of them anymore, and oh, we got people walking down in the podcast area. Just strolling their way to they're stroll time out. <laughs> they're strolling their way to the pool. This is also in the pool area vicinity as well. Um, anyways, yeah, they're talking about yeah. No, it's a pretty nice area actually. I've kind of coined it as my own. Anyways, they're talking about like the core group of skiers kind of being dead outside of like Zoot Space. You haven't watched that, but like Child Labor and like Vishnu and stuff like that and those companies. Um, and they're talking about how skiing it kind of goes like trickles down from skate style influence to snowboard style influence to ski style influence, and like everything kind of comes from skating in the action sports community or in the action sports community in action sports. And I was wondering what your thoughts are on that because I think they're kind of right. Like. Trends and stuff kind of come down from skating, and they come down into snowboarding, and then skiing catches on almost last. Yeah, I was going to say, like, yes, we definitely get a lot of style changes from snowboarding, mm-hmm. and we get it from skateboarding, but, like, it goes and changes. Like, there was definitely an era where skiing was drawing from skateboarding, but they were still making it their own. Yeah. So that kind of turns, like, this... I'm trying to think what time frame it would be, but like early 2000s, like skiing was definitely pretty close with snowboarding with baggy stuff. Like the whole industry was kind of the same. Yeah. But skateboarding, you was baggy stuff back then. Like yeah, like stuff. this. I mean, everything was pretty closely related, and at the start, everything kind of would have come from skateboarding. And then, and well, and then like then there was like overalls. People like not not very many skaters wearing overalls, but there was some. And then like snowboarders started wearing like suspenders, like or like bibs. Yeah. And then skiers started wearing bibs, and it's like. Okay, guys. <laughs> yeah, well, you could see, like, a lot of sometimes people, like, there's specific ski brands of outerwear, mm-hmm. and, like, sometimes skiers will use it, or sometimes they'll use something that snowboarders are wearing. And, yeah. like, I'm pretty sure this snowboard style, or this, this, I'll pull one style in particular, puffy under bib pants. That definitely came from snowboarding first. Yeah, for sure. And then skiers definitely picked up on that. Um, and I think what else though is, I mean, there's some things that definitely, like, the competition style, though, and the way the sport has evolved with, like, governing bodies definitely is not con the same way skateboard. 
No. And, well, even skateboarding's, like, skateboarding's been able to keep it more core um, in terms of, like, people are posting, like, yeah, a lot of skateboards and stuff. They post um, kind of, like, ski content. Or, like, not ski content, like, um, like social media content, right? But a lot yeah. of these skaters, like, even if they compete in street, even if they compete in park skating, even the ones that compete in vert, really, they all, like, they all put out some sort of edit and they put some sort of project together. Whereas skiing, skiing, you always get, like, not always, sorry, you get a lot of people that are almost solely focused on competing and not, and not, and maybe they post occasional social media clip, but like edit wise, nothing. Um, Making videos and stuff, nothing. Snowboarding is kind of in between. Um, But yeah, it's it's just kind of weird. I was watching, um, one of the kids that I was living with, that snowboarder Ely, put on uh, a movie. It was um, I forgot the name for a second. Kevin Pierce. It was a Kevin. It was about Kevin Pierce. Do you know who he is? Uh, I heard the name. Pro snowboarder. He was like with Sean White back in the day, and like almost uh, like what was beating him in a bunch of events. And yep. he hit his head, and he got fully paralyzed. Yes, I do or, remember no, that. No, he I went into a coma. Sorry, name. he went into a coma. And he obviously he was fully paralyzed and stuff for that. And I watched that with him. I'm like, oh my god, man! At least like, I've seen some of that. Yeah, it's is very good. It's very interesting. And like, I was shredding Spring Park without my helmet on, stuff like that, as I do a lot of the time. But uh, I just, I don't know. I just kind of like. If you want to look back, if you want to talk about the significance of head injuries in the sports, like I'm not talking getting a concussion or repetitive concussions. Mm-hmm. Which yes are dangerous, but I'm talking about just specific deaths in the ski injury. If industry, if it was not avalanche related, it was pretty much head injury. Like yeah. you don't die from much thing else. Remember, like, um, Cr John was it Cr Johnson? I think so. Yeah. I can't. I feel really bad for forgetting his last name, but I know it was Cr whatever something. Like, yeah, it's Johnson. Halls, yeah. He got landed on. I think is what it was. Really. And, yeah, he had like two head injuries back to back. Ended up dying from it. Sarah Burke fell, hit her head. Yeah, that was Actually, Sarah tore. Burks was in her thing. It was in the movie. Yeah, but she tore something. I think she tore an artery in her neck. I think yeah. something like that. Lost blood flow or something. Yeah, it, it was just super but, gnarly. Like I even watched his like half pipe fall, and like it was pretty bad. But it wasn't like because they po- they had the the clip in there. But it wasn't the worst half pipe fall I've ever seen. And like he had a helmet on and everything, and still like man, like that completely changes and alters your life. And it's like kind of made me realize like. Like, obviously, I know how dangerous what we do is and stuff like that, and I understand yeah. it. But, like, you kind of lose touch of that every once in a while when you're when you just don't you don't think about it as an athlete. You're, like, especially in action sports, you're, like, you feel, like, not like you're indestructible, but you just don't think of, like, well, obviously, you can't think of worst case. Otherwise, you can't push yourself, right? But it's just, like, it's gnarly to see what can happen, like, and, and like, tons of other people have fallen, like, harder than that or like that and just maybe a little concussion, fine, or maybe nothing at all. And it just, I, it just depends. And like, yeah, I mean, I guess that's life. You get the shit draw of it. But uh, I watched well, that and I was like, damn, that's gnarly. Made sure I wore my helmet the last couple of days. Absolutely. I mean, for me, now that I'm done really like competing and seeing and stuff, and with what I'm trying to do with my career, I've done a lot more medical training and stuff. And you understand mm-hmm. how different body systems work and how injury, traumatic injuries actually, like the physics behind a lot of different stuff. And yeah, in terms, especially spinal cord and neck injuries stuff like that like you can break a vertebrae that's mm. fine but that's all just protecting your spinal cord and if you break your spinal cord the best way to, or the way that it works is if you break it up here you can lose everything below that point yeah so and like there's one in like your c whatever it is one six or i can't i think maybe your c3 controls your diaphragm i don't really know which one it is but if you sever there you're done breathing like that's why certain ways you break your neck like and it can be the slightest way Dude. just such a difference it can make su- such a small amount can make such a large difference and it's not it's not usually something big that can like that makes that difference no. like it's usually like just the luck of it really and uh with that being said i wanted to say like it's pretty cool that you're learning this stuff because you know you know like joe rogan on his podcast has like specialists come in yeah, yeah that's your role now bud you're taking oh, over, you're yeah, taking over I'm, the role as a specialist Pat, the medical professional here, Dr. Patrick Lindsay in the house. Oh, Wear man. your helmet. That's yeah. one thing that skiing, I think, took from snowboarding, that snowboarding made its own, 
is they started wearing helmets. Like, no, you skating, cannot wear a helmet as a skateboarder. You if cannot. you're a skateboarder and you wear a helmet, you look like an idiot. And I don't know why it is that way. But for me, if I watch a skateboarder and you have, like, knee, if you're, unless you're vert skating. If you're vert skating, yes, you can have a helmet and knee pads on. But if you're riding a park and you have a helmet or knee pads or anything, I'm like, what are you? Did your mom not let you take your equipment off? Like, <laughs> that was really bad, but like that's what goes no, through my mind. No, but it's just because that's and how skating. Like, uh, skiing, it has become accepted. Like I never actually wore any pads or anything. Like, no, I I don't like that. Like no, like some people that is an ex- that is an accepted yet same as helmets are no. accepted in skateboarding. Not in my opinion, at least. Like I've seen people ride them. No, I I've don't. thought about I'm, it, but I can't bring myself to do it. Yeah, some guys used to have those bag protectors. Excuse me, that would people bend still over do. I, I wore knee braces because of my knees and I wore a helmet. And That's I wore knee braces is different. Points, but not really. Knee braces is different. But you need knee braces. Whether the helmet, thankfully, has been accepted and it's become part of its own sort of thing. Still not in the street. It hasn't been accepted in the street, which no, is the stupidest. Still, like, I, that is the stupidest thing. If you like, you if you fall on in like hitting a street rail hit, hard. Like, a cement stairs that yeah. That that is gonna rock your dome so much more than catching an edge on a triple cork or not come or not landing a triple cork usually. Like not always, but like in most you cases do a triple cork, you just you're trying to keep it at fourteen, you land a little to the side, you land it fall over. You land on your side front swap on a down flat down with a cement stair set that you shoveled out because it has to look gnarly for the set and you don't quite jump enough, catch your tail and then you just head first onto the stairs. Yes, that is a hundred percent worse than than like hitting a jump. Like, and so I, it, I mean, I rules say are I kind don't of respect people who don't wear helmets in street riding. I definitely wouldn't say it. I mean, it's every not time really every time I've me, ever rode street, I've never worn a helmet. Yeah, like for me, I think which it's is kind stupid, of just normal but, and not normal. But like for me, I'm not gonna think it looks any better without a helmet. Like, I mean, there's some I think it looks I better without a helmet. Even riding there's, park, I think it looks better without a helmet. I've got some park yeah. clips without a helmet on this year. I still think it looks better. Yeah. But yeah. I like to use my brain instead of hitting it and losing it. Yeah, exactly. Let's just say it can, but it doesn't look good enough to really to justify. justify the risk. And looking like, good enough doesn't justify head, not, any risk. Your helmet breaks? Like, if your helmet breaks and you didn't have a helmet on, think about the impact that would have went through your yeah, skull sure, on that one. I, I got like I don't want to say I got like I probably probably got two to three like little concussions this year maybe more, and if I didn't have a helmet yeah I used to try get that on average a year yeah exactly usually on average we usually with back up two to three helmet two to three conkeys with a helmet on a year, uh, yeah, but like probably. no but like seriously though like and if I wasn't wearing a helmet I probably would have been in a lot worse situation like they're not now. serious concussions I had probably two or three severe two I'd say two severe or serious concussions. And the rest were all just, I would call them bell ringers, where I didn't even go anywhere. Because I knew if I told anybody, it would be way more complicated than me just knowing my body and being like, all right, I'm going to chill for a day and then just ski again. Yeah, I've never got diagnosed for a concussion. But I have... I had one where it was substantial, like I lost consciousness, but that was on a skiing injury. I had a wall fall in my head. Yeah, I've had I've had a couple, like, <laughs> a wall fall in your head. Where did that come from? Yeah, I was from? demolishing some stuff with my grandfather, and he was... This 82-year-old man is trying to hold this wall up, and it's windy. And I'm bent down trying to pry something, and it got away from him. And the corner of the wall fell over and got me right <laughs> in the back of the head. Yeah, and that I was, was in the hospital for that for sure. Yeah. Yeah, no, but I haven't gone to the hospital over any concussions, but I've had a couple where I've hit my head, and I've definitely, like, blacked out for a couple seconds. Like, I had one, I had two two to three this year where I hit my head, and, like, and like hard enough that I dreamt I did it, like, and had immediate deja vu. Obviously, like, a wow. headache for the rest of the day, next couple of days. But, like, no, I've never gotten diagnosed again because it's usually going to be, like, a longer is, time that I, I want to deal with it. I don't think that concussion should be treated lightly in any way, but no. I would definitely say, like, I've hit my head a lot of times where I'd be like, hey, this isn't really anything. I've had bad concussions, and I definitely know, like, that one that I was talking about, like, I had definitely implications that lasted months, like four to five months of trying to kind of, I couldn't, I went to school, like, reading was different. Yeah. Like, I definitely had a little bit of a different time. Went away, but, I mean, I had another one. It was substantial. I was ramping at Bowport, and I was trying to do a right dub 10 mute. I was like, I'm going to do a right dub 12 mute. And then I was like, I'm going to really tweak this right dub 12 mute. And I didn't let go, and I did a 14. And it would have been bolts on snow. Like, I would have landed, like, with a nice angle. But on ramps, all I did was land with my chest a little forward, but still landed, like, feet down. Like, would have been a four-point landing. But because my chest dropped, my 
forehead caught. And you know when we used to ramp, that was on the triple, top down, yeah. I cap all the bubbles. Yeah. And just and I was in the water and everything was like a green and purple. Like yeah. Light green, light purple, and it was like radio static. And I just kind of floated to the edge of the pool. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, okay, I'm done. And I took three days off. And then I ramped again after three days. Yeah. No problem. Like, I didn't do anything for three days. Like, I chilled. I was just chilling in a black room for pretty well two, three days. Yeah. And then I started trampolining again because apparently that's good for the old brain because it uses equal, your brain. Like, your ears is where you get your balance from. But it okay. uses all of your brain when you start trampolining. Well, it's apparently really good rehab after a certain amount of time. I wouldn't say just get a concussion hop on a trampoline. No. But you rehab long enough, you've got to start... Like if you blow your knee, you're gonna start rehabbing. Doctor Pat right? in the house. If you just sit in, a, if you just sit in a dark room for like four or five weeks because of a concussion, yeah. don't go see anybody to work on your neck because if you've got muscle problems constricting different fluid movements, you're gonna have problems. So if you don't do anything to it and you don't start training it, like yeah, you're gonna have implications that last a lot longer than. Yeah. For sure, like I gotta uh, work yeah. on my, I gotta work on my uh, not listening to things full blast. My years, like I have a headache in one side of my head after skiing all day because I have music full blast just raging through my one headphone. When I'm skiing, yeah. it's not and good. The one, that's so bad. Like I always hated running one earbud. Earbud, like you, you, it, it, it's bad. Like I always ran it in this one, and I always yeah. sat on the far right of the chat. That was my spot. Like, I would bring two, depending on who I was riding with, because sometimes people like that position, but that was, and it would always be, like, unless it was comp day, if it was comp day, I had two earbuds in, I wasn't yeah. talking to anybody, but, no, no. it it's was, yeah, it's, it is weird that it's so loud in one ear, like, it definitely messes with your so I, I, uh, I asked for some questions for the podcast today on Instagram, I'll run through a couple of them, um, one comes from Jay Williker, um, my man asked, unrealistic three. What are your thoughts on it? Did you ever watch that? Or did you see any of the clips that came out of it? I don't think the full thing's been... Three. I don't think it's fully been released yet, but Jesper Tejader invited a bunch of people out to hit all the unrealistic features that he had in yeah. previous edits, and they posted a bunch of things on it, about it. Like, there's a bunch of clips about it. I don't know if they have released a full video yet. I don't think they have. Um, I, but there were some pretty gnarly clips out of there. I saw... Um, uh, some people doing like like the, it's just like the huge huge challenge rails and people were doing like double swap for two outs and four outs and stuff like that and uh, some like was it like the, two and flips in like this sort of stuff yeah exactly yeah like you see Jesper Shader hit I that mean, this year yeah like Jesper hits some wild stuff he's definitely like I like watching him but I never really took him seriously as a comp skier because he like he he do like switched up tens blender if he was spinning them one way and like <laughs> he was so good terrifying. spinning one way and then not the other way he still does it real game would... oh yeah dude like, he's doing a is... switch did you did you watch x games or was it the yeah. world cup he was in i can't the remember switched which one up backflip over the knuckle got way way underscore like, we, we covered so that yeah that. um yeah. what was like, that? I definitely think he's a definitely a really talented skier but in terms of slope like that was definitely never what no, his... it was it was, Bread the, was yeah for sure it was the the uh world cup that Ed, the world champions that eddie won the big air or got second yeah. in yeah he was yes. doing switch dub blender 16s and 18s <laughs> it was so so gnarly <laughs> it was so gnarly dude um okay well we don't have much to say about that my man i'm sorry uh jacob Duro skis yeah and we'll do we'll do we'll talk about it in our podcast if it comes out and i'll probably do a recap on youtube because i've yeah. been you know, I just put YouTube videos out on everything now. It's crazy. Uh, Jacob oh, yeah, Deerski said, "Has you have you ever been injured? I think we've covered most of this before. I've never been injured skiing, um, other than concussions." <laughs> knock we on do wood. a podcast about that. You could definitely link up. I don't know if it was a Thought Tub episode or something. We definitely did talk about injuries and in skiing. Yeah, so for sure. He's looking to talk, but you could link that up. Yeah, that would be a good go watch one. the Thought Tub episodes. We uh, I'm gonna redo a lot of the Thought Tub episodes just by myself and just cover the topics. And uh, maybe down the line when we have more money and an actual th- hot tub that we can put thoughts in and do a full-time <laughs> episode series of it, we'll do that down the line. But uh, for now, yeah, you go check that out. Uh, I'll link it down below. But no, I've never been injured skiing. Would you do an but episode I've broken both my arms. where the guests, 
the guest sits in a ice bath and we sit in a hot tub and whoever taps out first loses. <laughs> that sounds great. No, 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 no. Okay. Here's the idea, right? It's called Thought Tub. We turn the pot. We do like a, once a month, we do a, a Thought Tub episode of the podcast, right? Me and you yep. are in limited edition once a month. We're in limited edition ASC pink Speedos with our nipples greased. And the guy has to sit in between the two of us, guy or girl, whoever's on the podcast as a guest, has to sit in between the two of us while our arms are around him slash her <laughs> the whole time. Why are the nipples greased? So the water, like, beads off of them? Yeah, I think that's the point. Maybe we could just have nipple tassels. I don't know. Oh, one, one or the other. Yeah, um, we'll do this ripper tassel. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Luca Zach 14 asked, what, which three doubles should I try first? Um, I'm gonna let you answer this one. You got a good, you got a great, good grip on it. Cam Pretty Priddle also asked first doubles, so link the two questions together. It totally depends where you're at. Like, if, my first double I did was a dub backflip on a backcountry-ish jump. When I say backcountry, I was in Ontario. I was on the side of the road and I found a nice hill. I was like, oh, this is good deep snow. That, that's Ontario backcountry. <laughs> um, I built the jump. Myself. It all depends. Like that was my strong suit. When it came time to do doubles, like competition-wise, I definitely did dub 10s first, but I did switch dubs on bag first. Like, I, I was doing dub 10s on ramps, and I had done switch dubs on bag, and, I mean, definitely, I don't think you can generalize it for one person. Like, if you're really good at flashments, and you feel comfortable... Dub flats are really, really dub, easy dub if you have dub are flat, dub, like, dub flat, or you get flatsman. I wouldn't say there's a cookie-cutter way. Like, I mean, if you're an athlete, and you're on, like, a provincial team, they're gonna sell you a cookie-cutter way. Like, you gotta do dub 10 this way, you gotta do dub 10 this way. Alright, we're gonna do switch dubs, and then when you get to that, we're gonna do switch dub courts. Like, they're gonna, that's how they're gonna follow it. Yeah. But in terms of, like, being general as a skier, I mean, if you're really comfortable at underflip, for God's sake, let's start students Switched up underflip nine blunts and really like I would love to see some more of that stud stuff. But dude, I did the underflip yeah. today. Underflip Cuban. Oh, was very. Was stupid. it lead Cuban? Yes, it was. Or you go this way, grab that way. Nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I, I wouldn't say there's a cookie cutter way to do it. I would say figure out what you were confident with, make a goal because if you have one that you like more than other ones, you're probably more apt to work harder at it. Yeah. Like. If you're, if like, I really like doing switch court nines. And so doing a switch dub 12 would definitely be something I would want to learn. Like, yeah, that makes sense. If I, if right now, if I was to start learning a, a new double, but it just, that's what I would want to put the mileage in on. It just kind of depends. Pick something that you like and get comfortable with it. Don't just decide that you think you should do this one. Because we said sure so. We're idiots. Don't make, listen to anything yeah, we say. Make, make sure you're ready for it. Like, yeah. I definitely got held back. At the time, like I probably could have done doubles earlier, but I got held back a few months and did a lot more singles. And I definitely say it would have, say it paid off a lot. Yeah, for like, sure, it paid off. My air awareness. So just definitely make sure you're ready before you start pushing it. Even I would like to do more singles at this point. Um, generally, though, I think the easiest doubles are dub flat, dub back, obviously, um, and either dub ten or switched up depends on which one you're more like comfortable. They're not. They're. They're not, I mean, if you've never done a double before, like, I remember how scary thinking they are. And then once you start doing them, like, they're really not that complicated once you know it down. Like, a dub back is going to be more risky and probably scarier than a dub 10. Yes. But people sometimes don't know how to pull through on a set for a dub 10 exactly. and stuff, and they get tossed. So in terms of, like, technicality, the one that needs the nest. on a trampoline all day long. The one that, needs the, less, the, one that <laughs> needs the least amount of technicality is dub back. Dub yeah. flat would be there, and switch dub. Switch dub, you can pretty much yeet a switch dub pretty hard, um, and you won't get as lost as you, some people do in dub. As long as you know how to pull out. Like I said, make sure you do end heavy two pieces on a trampoline if you're going to do a dub ten. Or make sure you know nine. how to pull out. If, if you're going to roll it to 12, it's not as important, but that'll really help you with keeping yeah, it at exactly. a 10 or a 9. Um, all right, last question, and then we'll bomb off the pod. Creativity and Slope Style by Jay Wilker again. Um needs to be more of it for sure i think there needs to be more of it for sure i think like, comp style is something that is very prevalent i think i personally have a problem with it like i a lot of my tricks are comp style oriented just in terms of the way i started park skiing it's like swaps swap two with four as out two spins in spins out um not a lot of tail presses not a lot of nose presses things like that on rails on jumps yeah. um 
like just more creativity and style of tricks would be like and I just flavor and style of tricks would yeah, be really sick. Yeah, there's a lot but, of things yeah. you can do to like. I don't think you're gonna get a lot of style and creativity and slope style because of the way that they judge events. Yeah, like, that's it's not problem. gonna be an X Games like real ski style event. So no. you will have to do mainly comp tricks, like you said. However, there's a very large difference between grabbing safety mute or blunt than like a lead stale or like a dub japan or like a nose and like and there's a big your trick really hard pole planting your takeoff like i think also, that goes unnoticed a bit by judges yeah and but for me as, a, as someone who's watching mm -hmm. the event i definitely notice it a lot more um one thing i was going to say is it's really lost its sort of change is if you watched an event in 2012 2010 2014 people were doing dub 10s or 12s they were not the same dub 10 or 12. Like, it was not, all right, this guy's doing a cork 6 to a flat 4 with a new grab. It was, this guy is carving, doing a cork 7, and then, like, a really sick wobble 3. Or, yeah. like, an underflip. Or, like, or this guy's doing a back full to a back flip. Yeah, like, Torin did a dub 10 that was cork 5 to switch cork 5. Yeah. Like, you can do them a lot of different ways, and nobody really does that anymore. Well, everybody's kind of got coached into the same axis because exactly. it genuinely is the easiest way to do it, but it does take a lot of flavor out of things. And there's a yeah. there's there's something to be said about that when you're judging an event. Like, if somebody does a cork, a dub 10, like, again, cork 5 to switch 5, you might be like, hey, that's, that's a what, lot harder. That, was, that <laughs> wasn't clean. That wasn't clean or like perfect or technical, but like it was a lot harder. And there's the difference, same with that, between like grabbing a fucking boot safety where you like, holy shit, I'm going over my head twice, or grabbing like a hard low safety where you tweak it out to the side and add flavor to it. Like exactly. a hard low safety, like to grab to grab safety with both your skis together and tweak it out to the side like that is is all is considered like a pop that happens when it just kind of snaps back and it's, it's hard to do. It's harder than grabbing mute or tail or. A lot of those yeah. other grabs. Um, yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. Like, that's the thing. Like, and, like, Alec Hall, when he used to do those seatbelt grabs, like, they were really technical, but I personally, I, I can't do it. I'm not dissing the trick at all, but, like, it's not, it was, I liked watching it probably for, like, the first few times, and it was like he was doing it two or three times in a run or something, and it was like, yeah, okay. Yeah, when you do it in two different, tr two, the same grab in two tricks in a run, I don't like that, actually. Um, for me, when I even now when I compete, and back then when I compete, like if I did grab the same trick or grab the same grab in one of my jumps on the run, I'd be like, I sh I can't do that. I'd have to have a different axis for every jump, a different direction, yeah. a different axis, and a different grab. Um, but that that is just me, and like people still score really well with that. And that's the same thing as we were talking about when we talked about um, what's his face. Sorry for Antoine Adelise. Um, what's his face when he talked when. <laughs> <laughs> big old what's his face no Antoine Adelise when he grabs um, nose and he does his switch dub or triple pre-nose it was really yeah. sick it's really gnarly the first time we saw it uh, we saw uh, Elias Sajeras do it first single X, three X games big airs in a row it's been more even more than that honestly like every big air like it's almost like and yeah I get it because it does, scores well but it's like okay God, we know you can do that we've seen it um, let's try something different. Like Harlow has no better triples yeah. that he was doing. Like how long ago? He hasn't pulled it out in so long. A maybe because he doesn't. Maybe because he's terrified of it. I don't know. But um, it's a hard trick. It's a hard but, trick. But like he, he's done it, and it's not something he. Every every big air event, we see somebody like Harlow come to that event with a different trick. Even though the yeah. tricks he's already doing are working, we see him trying or innovating or doing something new. Whereas we see a lot of these comp athletes that have a trick that works for them, and they just repeat, 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 Which, if I was until judging, it doesn't, then they find another hard. one. Yeah, yeah. If you if you're a judge and you show up at five events and the guy's in the same trick at all five events, I mean, obviously they go you down can't. considerably each time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, you shouldn't do that, but that, that slope in is my different. Mind, like if you're in a sloper and you gotta do three tricks, I get mm. that slopes are. But big air is supposed to be a night of creativity. Well, like, dude. honestly, if you did like a really, really sick like switch bio ten or fourteen with nice grab, nice axis, and went huge. I would probably score higher than someone who has done the same trick three years in a row. If you did a switch bio 14 single, like with a tweak safety, I would put that above a triple cork with a like boot safety. Like two grabs, like safety for to sure. a nose or something? Yeah, like really for sure. Well I would see the shit like that. Like when, when I go back and watch people like Vincent Gagne, like Vincent Gagne's career has kind of like been all over the place in terms of like skiing. He did a little bit of slope, but like big air. But like you look at those big air tricks he did, like 
Bio 16 screaming team into Octo? When is the last time someone did that? No one has even thought of, like, a Dub Bio 16 nowadays is, like, what Henry Carlo and them are doing in, like, the big air, right? He did like, it in a screaming semen to Octo. Like, Genie to Octo. I don't understand how that didn't score higher. Like, like you give Henry Carlo a perfect score on Nose Bar Triple, but, like, dude, that's that's equal to a Nose Bar Triple, if not more, in my books. And, like, you don't see so anything like that anymore. And, like, just in terms of creativity, like, you see people add, like, di- different spins and rotations, but in terms of, like, really, really spicing up tricks like that, like, that's something yeah, that's just, like, that, that. that's just, you don't just... I don't think you see, and I don't think you'll see again for a while. I don't even know how to get to that point because there was no airbags or anything back at that time. Like, water it was ramps, just maybe, but straight giver. Yeah, like that, that's. That's what I was gonna out. say. Like, there's no skiers that I'm seeing coming up really that are showing that sort of flair and style and uniqueness. Like you see some, like point. you you see some people yeah, doing some. Yeah, things, but nothing but not. like they might get there, but there's just none that really stuck. And I, I'm not nothing I'm that unique, but like a little. Sorry. Nothing that unique. No, not in, like, World Cup level, too, is what I mean. Mm-hmm. Like, there's some guys who are not quite... They're just kind of in your spot, but... Yeah, a lot of, like, the swerve skiers and stuff come up with very creative things on smaller, smaller, uh, smaller tricks. Yeah. Um, to not the same degree of difficulty. I mean, you see people doing things like uh, the pre-nose, like, switched up 16, or uh, switched up 12 and stuff like that. That's creative and stuff, but, again, like... Yep. We've seen that now, so it's time to not time to move on to something else, but like it's like what what's next, I guess. Anyways, yeah, exactly. dude, we have clapped an hour podcast already, man. As it been what day is it today? Yeah. It's Friday? No, it's not Friday, it's, it's Monday. Monday. Sunday. Sunday. Wow, Sunday. I'm way off. My calendar yeah. is all over the place. But yeah, dude, the fucking lit podcast spot. <laughs> yeah, anything you wanna add? No, I think that was pretty good. Cool dude. Obviously, yeah. I I think we're gonna go all right, last question of the night is uh, penis sand. Oh, sorry, not penis. We're not going to swear on the podcast. We're going to say hammer sandals or clam sandals for the treads. Clams or hammers on the bottom of the sandals, boys <laughs> and girls. Let us know what you want. <laughs> we'll make it happen. ASC yeah. Collection 2021. After go. looking good. Deuces. All right, lads, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of the podcast. Before I leave you guys, go get some merch from the ASC. Go support the cause. All the funds from this pre-sale will be going towards putting events on it local in Home Hills um, around the country in Canada. And hopefully we'll expand to the States this year. Not sure about that. But yeah, all the proceeds will be going towards that. 20% off all classics at the store now. If you're going to get it, go get it now. You guys get mad deals. Anything from the summer collection you guys buy, you guys get a mystery item. $15 to $30 included in that. So... Why Why would you wait? Why? Literally, why would you wait? Go get some ASC merch right now, and uh, I'll see you guys in the hood.